won. The national champion is clad in you know. big orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. 20, 10, He's got it. It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, a visit with Drake Colley and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. Y'all ready for this? Good afternoon and welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike on the board, taking care of all the tech technical business we have to do here or at least trying to at wkom (laughs) 101.7 fm in columbia tennessee and it's another gorgeous day outside now the what the the temperatures picked up just a little bit a little bit got a little rain last night my grass appreciated that uh, everything just looked a little greener around my house. And with the sunshine today, that grass is going to jump about right. two which my, today. Which my lawnmower will not appreciate. <laughs> or the but, guy that has to or, ride or me, Or me, the guy that has to push it around, you know. But anyway, um, uh, yesterday, uh, the in new newly crowned NBA champions, the Denver Nuggets, had their uh, parade in Denver and the, the, um, the parade slash riot. Or, well, I wouldn't say it probably wasn't as bad. Riot it wasn't as bad. Yeah, riot you're right. Is, riot is kind of, you know, a little over, little yeah, over, riot's there. a little over the top. I think, and you know what? I think nowadays riot, uh, and riot plural is probably used a little too loosely nowadays. I, I you know what? I mean, a riot, you may, is, you may have a good argument on that. Okay. One. But so. anyway, uh, what happened yesterday was a police officer, uh, got injured during the parade when a Denver Fire Department uh, fire truck, and I didn't see any of the pictures. I've just read the article, but I'm assuming that the fire truck had uh, Denver Nugget, Nugget players or personnel, team personnel, and their family members riding on. I one would guess, um, but anyway, was, this, it dur- was it during the parade that they it was during the parade? Okay. All right. And the officer, which, you know, there's thousands of people downtown Denver. And um, from what I understand, this police officer um, was kind of doing crowd control, kind of trying to keep people back. And obviously, uh, you know, as the parade goes on and if players are on certain or players of the team are on this fire truck, and I'm just imagining what how, how it all went down. But as people would push, try to get closer and closer to the fire truck, to the players. Especially if they had to stop at a certain point. And the the officer was trying to kind of keep them back from out of the street, back up on the sidewalk probably. And the crowd just kind of kept pushing and pushing a little closer and a little closer to uh, the vehicles in the parade. And he got his leg hung under or uh, run over by the Denver Fire Department fire truck. And um, at first, they it was a limb-threatening injury for this officer, um, which basically means, that, uh, like, you, like we talked about before, so his leg, with that type of weight, 
from that type oh, yeah. of, of vehicle probably crushed his leg if it rolled completely yeah. over it. And uh, I would we guess. just hope hope that officer is okay. But he was in stable condition with a with a limb threatening injury. So say. let's just hope. They figure out a way to to save the leg. To save the save leg the and ankle. My my guess is that he was you know that maybe they slowed down or they yeah. had to stop in mid parade for whatever. The crowd starts pushing against the truck. He's trying to push people back, slips a little bit, or the truck finally sees an opening where he can take off and doesn't realize that he's got and you know it's too late. Catch, catches his foot underneath the. It's too late. And all the uh, noise and everything else, of course, whoever's driving the yeah. truck, ha- truck has no idea yeah. that well, someone un- the is whole underneath point, The whole point, the officer being there probably was trying to keep people from doing the same thing that just happened to him. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I hate it for, you know, I, like you said, I, best wishes go out to the officer. I hope he's. Absolutely. Okay. We don't want and, anybody, uh, anybody. And, and get, folks, you know, just, you know, to the listening audience out there, if you go to a celebration like this, be, you know, use some common sense. You know, celebrate, have a good time, you know, celebrate the wins. I mean, it's a celebration of, you know, it's a celebration. Let's let's also be safe out there. And and in about something unrelated, they said to the parade, but in about an hour after the parade was done and people started to disperse from downtown Denver, there was a shooting. Um, You know, it wasn't at anybody in the parade during really during the parade it was like they said an unrelated incident in downtown denver and uh two people were were shot and uh the police even said it was more probably like a targeted type situation using the opportunity of the event right to slide in slide in there and ask and shoot someone that they um had targeted so let's hope those people are okay too and let's just let's just pray that people in those situations will just you know yeah. think use more common sense I, and, and be really a little bit it. more loving and caring yeah. of their fellow man and celebrate celebrate being world champions uh in I've in never professional understood. basketball rather than causing uh Hurt yeah. and pain and, and, and sorrow to people. I've never understood. And this, this, this phenomenon started happening, I guess, when I was, you know, I noticed it. I'll put it this way. I noticed it when I was in high school. Why do you have to destroy your city in a celebration of a championship? Well, <laughs> it just know. doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know. You know like you said, I, I think, uh, I think I, in, in, a, in this sense, when you have a large city like Denver, um, and if, Downtown Nashville were packed, and say the Predators won the Stanley Cup or the Titans won the Super Bowl, um, and thousands upon thousands of people uh, pushed together in one small area to do to celebrate. You're you're more than likely going to have a handful of, of idiots actors. of bad actors that are going to come in there and want to try and want to want to want to cause some type of chaos or their 15 seconds of fame. That's right. On the news on the newscast or, or kind of like an arson. They, they'll come in there and they'll, they'll set fire to something and then they'll sit back and watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they find, for some reason they find joy in, in doing that. And, and it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of sick and ridiculous. I, uh, yeah. And, and it, in it the long away, run. It, and unfortunately it takes away from what should be a fantastic, a great celebration of a huge, huge, uh, accomplishment. 
for their for their team and their <laughs> well the first the first yeah. it, the first yeah. NBA championship ever for um, the, for that franchise right. and, for the and, Denver Nuggets. So know, so there you go. Um, okay, the U.S. Open is also going on in Los Angeles right now at the uh, LACC, the Los Angeles Country Club. We're going to talk a little bit about that. A guy named Wyndham Clark, who I'm not very familiar with Wyndham Clark. He's uh, from the United States. He is nine under after 12 holes. He's three under today. He's in first. Uh, Tied for second is Ricky Fowler, which is a name we haven't heard in a while. Ricky Fowler is a younger guy, kind of sports a porn stash, mustache, and uh, not like yours, (laughs) Coach Mike. Yours is nice and full. Ricky's is is kind of a princess you know, not you know, you can't really tell them. You know, you almost want to say, "Hey, man, there's something on the, your the lip." Pencil, the pencils, the pencils. <laughs> there's pencil something version. on your lip, but and then you realize, oh, he's trying to grow a mustache. Yeah, the there's pencil no- version, huh? Okay. So Ricky Fowler's <laughs> tied for second with Xander Shopley. They're both at eight under. They don't tee off as we record this a little early. They're just about to tee off right now. Um, tied for fourth is Sam Bennett. Uh, he's off from the USA with Tony Finau, and I, I bet on Tony Finau. I've got I've got a little bit of money on him. I went to FanDuel and put a little money on Tony Finau. Um, then tied for six is Harris English at four under and Brian Harmon. I've got a little money on Brian Harmon. Um, not much, you know, but just a little bit to make it interesting. Uh, and English and Harmon and Minwoo Lee and Rory McIlroy are all tied for six. McIlroy is through the tenth hole. He's plus one on the day. Uh, and he's at minus four. So uh, the U.S. Open is at full swing at the Los Angeles Country Club. And I just wanted to tell some people, read, uh, the Los Angeles Country Club, we talked about a little bit about it yesterday, of how exclusive and ultra-private they are, okay? Um, it's the first time that the Los Angeles Country Club North Course will host a tournament of such – magnitude is the u.s open um you know millions of and and i'm reading this from a yahoo sports uh article millions of tourists flood to hollywood and beverly hills every year but it'd be easy for most to cruise down santa monica boulevard without realizing they're driving right by a world-class course the lacc is ranked 10th in the world in this year's top 100 golf courses. Um, Known for its brutally long par threes, rustic layout, and unique views of the L.A. skyline, the course sits in a crowded area of West Los Angeles. It's about a mile east of UCLA, a few miles west of the Hollywood and Sunset Strip, and flanked by houses with eight-figure price tags. Now, the Playboy Mansion. Now, of course, now, all our men <laughs> listeners just perked up a little bit, turned the radio yeah. up some. The Playboy Mansion borders the 13th hole of the north north course. So I wonder how many I wonder how many shots go awry there. <laughs> how many guys? Oh, I lost my ball. Oh, yeah. I lost my ball over by the pool. Let I me mean, go over yeah. there. Let me go over there and get it. That'd be the first place I would go. But uh, but the story goes. That Playboy founder Hugh Hefner was never granted a membership to this golf club. The entire LACC property is well hidden by a series of fences, tall hedges, and trees. Even the driveway to the entrance gate 
is easy to miss with almost no markings or signage to indicate much of anything. Um, so that's, you know, that's, there's kind of this little bit, a little bit of mysterious kind of, uh, you know, you know, country club is that that's synonymous with elite. Right. (laughs) And it's supposedly very old school. And the the, the people that wait on rich and the people that wait on these folks, the members, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, Mr. Lyle, yeah. Mrs. Yeah. Lyle, what can I get you? You know, they 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 they, they address the yeah, right the members by Mr. and Mrs. And uh, you know, it's just this very kind of old school feel. And the thing about it is, a lot of people think, well, you know, it's so close to Hollywood and all that time, and it's Los Angeles. They must have you must have to be a actor of some sort. Big, but you know what? It's, That's, it's, it's not the old rich. It's not those people that are yeah. belong to that country club. It is older school than that yeah now it might be the people that run the studios <laughs> yeah you or know, own them <laughs> or i mean you know what i mean the, those type of people absolutely that might be yeah. who it is so um but it, it's interesting as as you sit back and i'll watch some of the u.s open i've got a couple of wagers on some golfers in in the uh in the tournament and i'm sure the the manager the the members are almost in a you know they're, they're kind of caught betwixt and between because the U.S. Open does bring a lot of crowds to watch. Oh, yeah. And all these people coming in on their sacred golf course. Sure. Just, sure. I'm, I'm sure they're like, oh, yeah, man, there's great, in, you know, there, here's a great economic boon, a great, you know, uh, and, great, you know, publicity, you know, like thing. at the same time going, what are all these, why, why are all these people here? <laughs> That's right. And, and you know, the, I think one of the greatest things about the U.S. Open is, and what they're notoriously famous for, uh, is the rough. And if you don't, if you don't, if you, and the if, scores. You, if you don't hit it in the fairway, your score can change very, very quickly. Uh, and the leaderboard can change very, very quickly if you are not straight and true or, or if you're not hitting yeah. from the fairway, uh, you know, on, and, and on your second, most, second shot. So. And where most tournaments are won with a, you know, a minus 10 or a minus four, you know, minus seven, minus 10, minus 14 or something like that. If you're if you break even on a U.S. Open course, you're doing well. You're yeah. doing really well. You know what's what did you say the leader was at, at minus? He's at nine under right nine now. Nine under he's right nine now. Under, he's he's minus. And, and is, Clark is up three under four the day. That's like so. nine touchdowns in a football game. <laughs> you know th- th- this guy's playing uh, lights out right now. But now, if his drive keep that up, if his driver goes a little awry. And yeah. he starts, and he starts playing from the rough. And the pressure, he's, he's gonna find and himself me, in very, very difficult me, situation. In professional golf, that pressure ratchets up a lot each day. You know, there's the there's the Thursday the the, the Thursday round, which is okay. You know, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Okay, then the Friday round, I'm feeling, and then you make the cut. Yeah. And then there's Saturday, and now I'm starting to feel a little bit of it, and. All of a sudden, I get to Sunday, and if I'm sitting up there in that top five or six, seven, maybe the top ten even, uh, all of a sudden, that pressure, because there's no other teammates, you're out there all by yourself, and you're literally out there by yourself, uh, other than your caddy, (laughs) and everybody in the world's watching you. (laughs) And I promise you, those greens are as hard hard as as a pool table, and slicker than you know what because they don't get any rain in los angeles and uh and, you and know, they probably didn't water them right you know right before on purpose just to make them that way so these are some guys that i bet on out there if you guys want can go to fan duel 
uh, sports book and uh, and find this. Let's see. Um, I bet on Jordan Spieth at twenty-two to one odds to win. Now this is to win the tournament. Uh, you can bet on players to end the end up in the top five, the top ten. Obviously, you don't get uh, as high as odds as winning the tournament. Um, one bad choice that I looks like I made. Adam Scott, he was like five over yesterday. Um, Cameron Smith was thirty three to one. Scotty Scheffler was six to one. John Rahm nine to one. Brian Harmon uh, is ninety to one. And he is five under right now and sitting in about tied for fourth. And not a, pe- a lot of people know about that guy. Matt Fitzpatrick, a former U.S. Open winner, um, he's at 100 to one. So if you go to what – I'm, what I'm saying is even after the rounds today, once you get home from hearing this broadcast, if you're driving home, you can pull up FanDuel and they'll still have the odds going into the weekend – uh, you can see who's made the cut, who has not made the cut. Um, obviously, I bet early on this, some of these guys, and some of these guys will make the cut. Some of them won't. And you, you know, guys that you don't, you lose your bet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's just the way gambling goes. But you can actually see tonight after they all post sure their scores. will allow you to kind of well, reset a bet to where you could bet now. Once the cut's made, now you get to – you get to work from whoever's left. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly that's and that's what I'm saying. It is tonight you can go into FanDuel or Caesars or any of the sports books and they all I'll be more than happy to take the, your money and let they you bet all again. carry the US Open. You can see who's actually going to play the weekend. Of course now their odds are not as high as they right. were before the tournament started. But there's not as many players. That's right. And so you cut them down. So, um that's what's going on as far as the U.S. Open, it's going to be interesting to see. And um, just just remember, if you're watching the U.S. Open and they're around their teen off on number 13, there's no telling what you could see uh, inadvertently through the hedges or over my, the hedges. My guess would be on both ends of this, on both ends of that little uh, uh, border. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's all kinds of barriers. Oh, I imagine where, there's, you know, imagine there's both, fences both the and trees club, and everything else. Both from the country club and the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> Absolutely so. right. Okay, we are up against our first break, aren't we, Coach Mike? Yep. Okay. Uh, we're going to make a little money and uh, take about four or five minutes for the cause. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, and for Coach Mike, uh, hey, we'll be right back. Ain't no more I'm gonna take my horse Through the old town road I'm gonna ride Till I can't no more I got the horses in the back Horse stock is attached Head is matted black Got the bushes black to This is Coach Trader's Golf From Columbia Central High School Football You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big, no tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113 or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Got heavy-duty chores to do? Turn to Tried and True, a John Deere 5075E cab tractor with air, four-wheel drive, a loader, and a bale spear. You can put its power to the test, and it won't test your patience because there's no time spent on engine regen and no need for diesel exhaust fluid. Right now, a three-year walk-away lease starts as low as $550 a month on this 5075E tractor packet. Visit TriGreenEquipment.com. Offerings July 31, 2023. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back. 
This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike, and he's running the show on the boards, and I'm just sitting behind a microphone trying to talk about interesting sports stuff. And one interesting sports thing going on right now is the College World Series involving three Southeastern Conference universities, schools, uh, and the main one around these spots be them uh, men clad nodge, the, the <laughs> Tennessee Vols, right? The Tennessee Vols, and they are uh, – they're on a streak, boy. They are hot. They've been playing some right now. They've been playing some dang so, good. Well, it, it's to me, it's you know they're walking a really, really dangerous tightrope in that most of the time, honestly, most of the time that I've been watching them, they're behind going into the seventh, eighth inning. Yeah, and they find a way to come back, which is great as far as the resilience, the team confidence, and all that stuff is, and it's great, entertaining baseball to watch. But you get at this level now, that that comeback gets harder and harder and harder to do, and uh, uh, I'm sure Coach Vitello is not. <laughs> that's not the game plan he wants to go into. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But, it, but he also, you know, but it has shown them to be. You know, they have been resilient, and they have a lot of confidence that when things do go wrong, they don't panic. Well, the first game today, the, the first game today, Mike, and I didn't mean to cut you no, off, but Oral Roberts will be taking on TCU. Um, and I believe that's – Actually, they're already playing. They're uh, going right now. Yeah. That, that started at 1 o'clock today uh, as we were recording a little early. Then the second game tonight will be Yeah, by Virginia. the time this show airs, this Six o'clock will be tonight. over. So. Yeah, 6 o'clock tonight will be Virginia, Florida. I put a little money on Florida. The Florida was yeah. – you know, Florida was 4-1. to one. And Florida is in that upper bracket. You see what I mean? That right. Florida's in the upper bracket with Oral Roberts, TCU, and Virginia, and Florida. So I feel as though if Florida can get by, can get by Virginia and stay in the winners bracket, they have a good shot at at ending up in the winner on the winner side of that upper bracket. This, which you know, if you're betting on a team in a tournament style like eight teams left in a tournament style like this, in my opinion, what you're trying to do. And I understand Wake Forest is great, and I understand the Vols are good, but they're in a lower bracket. I'm trying to get the team that I'm betting on into the finals, so right. they'll have a shot to, to have yeah. a shot to to at least well, win it and pay me. You at least have at the very least you have a one in four shot of making it to the finals, right? And either bracket. And now I know. Now, it'll here, be, here's the deal. Here's the other thing from the coaching standpoint. You're talking about from the better standpoint. From the coaching standpoint. You want to, that this first game is probably one of the most important of the whole tournament because if you win it, you've got a two game. You got you know basically you're you're launching towards a two game uh, track to the finals. Right. You, you win this one, you win two more, you're in the finals. And, and right. now, if you lose this one, now you've got to win five in a row. And I've win five in a row to get past to get out of the final into the finals. And after and, talking with you yesterday, and you mentioning how well Florida, because I wasn't keeping up with college baseball back when college baseball starts up, or this is about the time of year I play pay close attention, like everybody else, right. World, the College World Series, especially with the balls in it right now. Uh, many more people around this area are paying attention to that, but. <clears throat> 
you mentioned yesterday uh, that the Florida Gators had a pretty damn good team all year. Yep. yep. And I kind of felt as though I started looking at the odds today, this morning, uh, with my cup of coffee, and I pulled them up, and they had the eight teams. And Florida was about middle of the pack at 4-1. to one. Um, Tennessee was 8-1. to one. I also put just a little bit of money on Tennessee. Well, just just because just because I got those I got those odds. You know the eight to one odds. And Tennessee's in that lower bracket and Florida's in the upper bracket. So maybe one of those just can to, come and, can and, come through. And just looking at the records, okay, again, we've we've talked over and over again about how tough the SEC conference is, you know, in baseball. Florida has fifty wins over the whole season playing within the SEC. By comparison, LSU has forty eight. Okay. So almost even, but but, but again, but still, little, Florida has Tennessee more. has forty three. So you know they're they're the top as far as just pure out wins by the numbers. Florida's the top ranked there you SEC go. team coming in, and I'm as getting far as the, and I'm getting four to one odds, and, and they're in the quote unquote easier bracket because Wake Forest isn't in it. Uh, That's right. So now I know that once they. If Florida were to get to the get to the finals against, say, Wake Forest, I know I'm going to be the underdog. I get I'm going to be the underdog. That's why I'm getting. But four, you're also in the finals. But, and that, <laughs> but I'm also you're guaranteed getting, second. But place. I'm also getting four to one odds. Yeah, you see, that's why I'm getting forty one right. odds. Not just like right now, Wake Forest is at two and a half to one odds. Yeah, to win it all because they're the favorite. Right. So and then, like I said, you drop on down a little higher odds, better odds is Tennessee. At eight to one, and they're in the lower bracket with Wake Forest. Now, I didn't put as much money on Tennessee as I did Florida. Well, why not? Because, <laughs> but because Wake Forest is, is there, is right. is right there in that yeah. bracket. Yeah, and so the, it just you know, but but I'm getting a little bit better odds with Tennessee, so I put a little less money on it. And if Tennessee were to come through, win, win, get up, beat yeah. beat Wake Forest. Then, then, Lord have mercy. What if I had Florida and Tennessee in the finals? Wow. That would be that would be awesome. Yeah, I couldn't lose, right? Yeah, but you know, and, and purely from the coaching standpoint of it's, you know, again, you're talking from the from the the, the spectator and the the gambler's part of it. From the coaching standpoint of it, you got Tennessee here playing against LSU. They had a similar, you know, LSU started off really strong, kind of had a had a midseason dip a little bit, and then they they finished strong. Uh, Tennessee had a, almost a disastrous start to their season, and uh, once they beat Vanderbilt in their uh, in their season series, uh, just went on a terror from there and got themselves qualified in. Um, they were, I think, they were number two in their region, which would actually make them somewhere in the neighborhood of about fourteenth or fifteenth overall. Okay, going in. Um, so now. This first game against LSU is huge yeah. because more than likely, you know, the, again, chances are they're probably going to end up – whoever wins this game is going to end up playing Wake Forest. And you don't want to face them. You know, if you lose, you probably won't see Wake Forest until the uh, the semifinals of their And you got to beat them twice. But Well, but that means you've also – you played one, two, three, four games – before you meet you meet them. the number so one you seed, used, you took up all those pitchers. <laughs> right. You used all those pitchers, and you used all that stuff. All, all you know, and, and you played all. You're those running teams. on and fumes. They played, You're they running on fumes two. as a baseball team, and you know, they and, played two. <laughs> you know, and, and so you're like, whoa, you know. 
So that's why this first this game, game is, is so important. dang important you know, for the even, balls. Even if I have to turn around and play Wake Forest in the second game, okay, fine. I have cut my games, my number of games, by winning the first game. I have cut my number of games almost in half. Sure, sure you have. Uh, to get to the finals. Well, the the first game, which is today, or Roberts TCU, and they're playing right now. Uh, we'll see if we can get an update. And by the, by the time this show airs, uh, the game will be over. But tonight, Virginia plays Florida at 6 o'clock on ESPN. Um, now, tomorrow, Wake Forest and Stanford go at it at 1 o'clock on ESPN. And the orange-clad Tennessee Vols will play LSU at 6 o'clock tomorrow night on ESPN. So a lot of people will be watching that. And um, good luck to the Vols and yeah, their venture. You can tell, you can tell like all I said, of a sudden this is, the, the importance of this tournament has picked up because now they instead of being ESPN2 and ESPNU, now they're on the big flagship station. And you know what? And all the games are being played on the flagship station. You know what? I think they deserve it. On the way home from studio yesterday, I was thinking about what we were talking about, and I was talking about the misbehavings of the Tennessee Vols baseball team last year. Primarily last year. Now, primarily last year. I, I haven't I haven't heard as much or, or paid much attention this year. But let me let me just say this. I think instead of the the Tennessee Vols and University of Tennessee has a chance here to step out ahead of the criticism and of and the naysayers and the people that don't like the cockiness and the chest thumping and whatever mm -hmm. uh, shenanigans that the UT balls have been connected with over the past few years in their baseball program. What if they came out and just act like total gentlemen? And sh don't you think – what about what about shocking the Mike? What about shocking the world that way? What about shocking the world by being, by being, just a gracious winner, a, a gracious, and also in the same a gracious loser. Well, that, just just that, a, that just sounds a, great. And, and also, raise your level of sportsmanship, and just be, rise above all that as a player, and don't allow don't allow the, uh, the haters, of the program. Any more gasoline for their fire to, you know, in order to throw at you? Well, I mean, how about that? That all sounds great and, and ideal. The, the The problem is, is that also takes away your emotional edginess. That, that, that that's how they've won a lot of their games is playing on the edge and playing with that emotion and and being a jerk and and, and being, <laughs> being a jerk, well, and, being a jerk to your opponent, being a jerk to your opponent, being us against the that's world how you win. Is that, that wait a minute? That's what now, you're telling me. No, uh, and again, they've toned it back. Again, I'm not. I'm not excusing. A lot of last year was was over, was too over the top. Okay. I, I will agree with that. Okay, but a lot of what I'm seeing now is just. There is an emotion in this game, and baseball is such a slow-moving game that the emotions pent up, pent up, and then all of a sudden there's this explosion when you hit that home run. You know, it's this – you've been building and building, especially since – again, think about this game, the, the, the type of game that this is just by the nature of the game. As a okay. batter, well, as a batter, if you fail, if you fail seven times out of ten when you go to the plate, you're considered a hero. 
Okay. You're a 300 hit. I, I get it. I get and it. And so the one, you know, those few times that you do get to be excited, you know, that you do succeed are big deals. Okay. And so the emotion now channeling it to the right place, you know, there's, that's always the coach's challenge and stuff like that is channeling that edge, channeling that your emotion, energy, that energy, your uh, focus. Yeah. And, and, and I don't think they always did a good job of that last year okay. and it came up to bite them. Okay. You know, they didn't get out of super read. That's the Notre Dame. They came up to bite them. I think this year they've channeled it a little better and they've been able to focus that energy and still use it. They still have fun. You got to have fun playing this game. I mean, no, ab- absolutely. And, so, and, and there are, there are ways to have yeah. fun playing the game. And, and there's, and there's so a way, there's a way, there's are ways to, it? to have fun and be, uh, and also have a good, sportsmanship yeah. about you and there's a way to play it and not have good sportsmanship about yes. you and my question but that's in every my sport. question is, is in as, every sport. and as our listeners and as you and i watch the college world series let's pay attention to the other seven teams in the college world series let's let's look at their behavior let's look at let's let's look at a team that behaves uh, professionally and sportsmanlike and with respect to other teams uh, and their fans let's let's look at those other seven teams and let's look at the vols and let's just and, see and let's see how let's see how deep that deep that uh, cockiness Runs because I think the Vols have a chance, and they're in the College World Series. They didn't make it last year; they're in it now. I think they have a chance to make a statement yeah. and say, "You know what? We're not the a holes everybody thinks we are. We're not." You know what I mean? And 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 we have a chance to go out, perform at a high level, be competitive in this College World Series, win it, and do it with a sportsmanship quality gracious way of winning and in losing i think though what i'm 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 going to put this the other side of the coin out there as you watch these other teams i think you're going to notice if you'll pay attention and keep your eyes open to what's going on you're going to start seeing more teams come out of that conservative shell and they're edging more and closer and closer to the style Tennessee's playing. Okay. Not as extreme. Tennessee's Tennessee's way out in front of everybody on that. And and push, again, they push the envelope yes. a little bit. And, and, you know. and sometimes they over push it. I, I I'll be the first one to admit that. Okay. okay. But you're I'm seeing more and more teams gravitate closer to them than I see them gravitating back to the what I call the conservative, almost emotionless type game and I, I i would love to see somewhere in the middle well some sure. people will say that tennessee feeds uh, t- tennessee players well, they and they're the co- bad guys their coach they they feed on people not liking right. them they you know, feed off being they, the they bad feed, guys right and much and, like and, and you know, thus, much like dennis they, rodman did in basketball thus they have to you play know. this role you right. know they had to play this role to, to some extent and, and like you said like dennis rodman well, yeah. you know, do you want to be the Dennis Rodmans of, of college bat baseball? Do you, is is that really if that, is that gets, really if you that know, gets you a ring? Then yeah, I might I might know, make that sacrifice. Uh, you know, I don't. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, you might maybe you know, I might not. Some people you, might yeah, not. To tell you the truth, you know, I would if really you're going to do something, do it right and 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 do it with yeah. class and and humility and you know sportsmanship. If you're going to do it, 
do it right. Uh, you know, but there's some also people, that some, there's you, know, some you can old, take the emotion out of the game, and I don't want to see and, that happen either. And, and, and I don't. Yeah. I, I think there's been a lot of teams that have won with class and oh, graciousness yeah. and honor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and had Great. and had plenty of plenty of energy and emotion in the ball in the in the game. But we'll see. You guys, you guys can uh, listen out there. You can make your, up your own opinion uh, as you watch College World Series in the next what week? I guess it goes yep. the whole week. So Actually, uh, a week and a half. Basically. So we'll see. Okay, we're up against our second break. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, and for Coach Mike, give us about four or five minutes to make some money, and we'll be right back with our last segment. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can always count on us for a great selection of late model, low mileage, one owner vehicles. All have been thoroughly inspected and are ready to go. You can even save time and buy online with our online shopping tool. Looking to sell your vehicle? Great news! We're paying top dollar for your trade. All makes, all models, and in any condition. Trade in and trade up today. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat, you can count on us. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. 
Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Did you know that 70% of Americans age 65 or older will need some form of long-term care in their lives? And even more frightening, 7 out of 10 people who go into long-term care will become completely impoverished within one year. It doesn't need to be that way. You do not need to go broke in the nursing home. Call Perchowski Estate Law to learn how you can protect your life savings and hard-earned property from the high cost of long-term care. Call me at 931-363-7222. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, and I am joined in the studio by my good friend, Coach Mike. And it is Friday afternoon, middle of June, June 16th to be exact. Uh, and beautiful, jo- beautiful weather outside. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those days. What do they call it? What do they call it? A chamber of commerce picture postcard day. <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, they said there's a little bit of threat of rain here in Columbia, uh, Tennessee, is where we're broadcasting from downtown, right off of West Seventh Street. Uh, but we haven't seen any today, so I think if the sun, sun stays out, I might get I get the dog out. And we might hang out by the pool later on the Sunday. Hey. That sounds good, doesn't it? As long um, as you don't have to clean it. <laughs> I already did that this morning. Oh, okay. Uh, NBA Commissioner David Silver uh, laid down the suspension now that the NBA Finals are over, and that's what he said he was going to do. He's not going to take uh, anything uh, away from the NBA Finals by dealing with the Ja Morant suspension. Now, what has happened with Mr. Morant is – He's already incurred one eight-game suspension. He was – they had played – the Grizzlies had played in Denver, and then Mr. Morant went to 
uh, Billy Clyde's or Billy Bob's Strip Club or something like that in uh, in Denver. I'm not sure exactly what the name is. Something like that. Um, as a as a coach, and he took a, nothing good happens after midnight. Go took home. a selfie with uh, <laughs> with himself holding up a a weapon, a pistol, a gun, and put it on social media. And so he incurred an eight game suspension then. And then when the season was pretty much over and the Grizzlies got beat, upset by the Los Angeles Lakers, um, Mr. Morant was in a vehicle somewhere and he pulled out a gun again and took another selfie. Um, oh, matter of fact, this was a live video feed. I'm sorry, this was a live video feed of himself in this uh, vehicle with the firearm. And uh, at that point, the NBA suspended him indefinitely. Now, of course, the season's over at this point. So indefinitely uh, means until they get ready to lift the suspension, um, which will be after 25 games or the 26 games of the Grizzlies yeah. season next year. I think their approach was, okay, we're going to do this indefinitely until we can sit down and figure more out, more details out about right. this, find and investigate this a little closer. Now, uh, because you can always back off. It's You can't increase. Once you announce a suspension, it's you know it's kind sure. of double, double jeopardy. You right. know, I've already said it. Uh, but I'm sorry. Uh, that's – that is just – Stupid. It's foolish part. behavior. It's just no. It's not foolish. It's stupid. Okay. I mean, I'm Absol I'm, I'm going to call it what it is. Absolutely. It is stupid because you know here is this guy making millions of dollars doing something he loves doing, and he's got to know that he is on camera, that he is being eyes are on him twenty four sure. seven, and, and, that, and, and that's the life you accept when you sign that contract. And the thing about it, Mike, is that. He promoted this himself. He yep. he took the video himself. Yep. He took the selfie at the strip club with the gun himself and put it on his social media. So he's actually going out there and promoting this. And and David and Silver. And there's no reason to. David Silver. And and look, people, I know we have listeners out there say, well, you know what, Drake? This guy, it, 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 it's his gun. He can take a picture of him and his gun. What's the big deal? The deal is this. There are millions of young, young, impressionable children, kids out there that watch the NBA. I've got two. I've got two grandsons that live in Murfreesboro that do, and they they have John Morant jerseys. They got. They talk about John Morant. They show me videos of his dunks, and I'm telling you right now, just like David Silver said, these young boys and girls are. At such an impressionable age, and look up to NBA players, and they follow them on social media, they follow them on whatever Twitter, whatever it is they're on, Instagram, whatever it is, and they see these guys flashing guns uh, and, and doing this. And 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 let me finish my thought here, Mike, and then I'll let you come. Yeah. That the NBA said a fair that. <clears throat> The potential for young people to emulate John Morant's behavior is concerning. Oh yeah, yeah, and and you know the point that I wanted to make is that these guys, if they don't know, they better know. Okay, a long time, you know, some time back, and I and I'm not sure. I'm, I hope I'm not. I hope I'm not wrong about this. But if I remember right, Barkley one time said, 
I'm a professional basketball player. I'm not a role model. Baloney, you are. If well, you play in the NBA, you are an influencer. You are a role model. Whether you intend to be or not, you are. Anytime you put on an athletic jersey, anytime you represent some, you know, you you put on that jersey and you step on that court or you step on that field, you represent more than just yourself. That's right. And you've got to understand that when you step on there. That's exactly right. And if you don't, you don't need to be on there. And for Charles Barkley to say, I'm not a role model, that, that means somebody that's selfish, self-centered, yeah. and egotistical. And I hope I, and, hope and I, just want, I, hope I, I quoted the right person on you that. Did. But, okay. You did. And and that's but, just somebody like Charles Barkley. And he's probably, knowing Charles Barkley, he's he's, pro, he probably regrets saying that. I was going to say, I think he's grown out of that, and but, I think he realized but it for later. Him, but, but for him to say that, that's just somebody that likes yeah. doing their own damn thing, and they don't care what anybody thinks about it. Yeah, and, and and I'm I'm sorry. You are a role model. This is one of the things that I I constantly was was harping on my players that I coached in high school and middle school was when you put on that jersey, when you step on and you get put on that roster, you are put in a fishbowl. That's right. And if you've ever seen what happens, you, you drop a small marble or a ball, a golf ball or something like that, in a fish in a fish the ripple of water. effect. Well, it's it gets magnified. Everything about that ball or that whatever you drop in there okay. gets there's two things. It that, gets magnified. That makes perfect sense. Good or bad. All the scratches, all the flaws, everything gets magnified. And they're rep- and they're representative of that school thing, and that team. And second thing is there's no place to hide. You are always on display. 24 even, 7. Even if you're a junior high player, a That's high right. school player, a college player, you're you, part of that team. You are always and, on and display. Your actions reflect yourself, your family, your team, you your teammates, and your school. You need to recognize that. And if you're going to be a professional ball player, you need to accept that. So, John Morant. I know that you know, when you sign that contract. John Morant's basically going to be suspended for a third of the season. NBA pays, plays 82 games regular season. So he's going to be out for 25 games. So let's just say a third, and that's and that's without pay. So he's going to lose a third of his livelihood yearly pay uh, for acting like a, uh, a bonehead yeah. for the most part. Um, okay, uh, yeah, Michael, just a little some little tidbits uh, in the NBA. Michael Jordan is finalizing a deal to sell the Charlotte Hornets to a minority owner of the uh, Hornets, Gabe Plotkin, and – and Atlanta Hawks minority owner Rick Schnall. But Michael Jordan will remain as a minority owner. The Charlotte Hornets have only been to the playoffs twice since Jordan got involved with them 13 years ago. Uh, so, all right, last night in Vegas, uh, U.S.-Mexico played. Four, four players were disqualified. They wound up uh, playing nine-on-nine. Nine. The United States men's national team won three to nothing. As chants of uh, uh, homophobic slurs came out of the stands from a predominantly Mexican crowd at Allegiant Field in Las Vegas, and uh, we're out of time, aren't we, Coach? Yep. This has been. Hey, you guys have a great weekend. Enjoy the College World Series. Uh, This has been the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake, Coach Mike. We'll talk to you on Monday. 